BD214 Network Podcast is for mature audiences only. Any videos, music, or entertainment not originating from DD214 Network is used and covered under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976, also known as Fair Use. Opinions expressed are our own and do not represent any DOD or U.S. government entities as a whole. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. You are no longer alone now, because we have you. Morning, everybody. Your favorite veterans are here. Are you gonna fucking nail me? (laughs) What is that? What is what is that? I have no idea. I just have buttons here for random things. I don't know where that's from. I have no idea. But what's going on, everybody? How you guys feeling today? Well, well, let's 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 talk about some uh some weather situations going on there, Jay. Um, and how the weather really, really, really did not benefit the fucking dolphins last night. Oh, no, it definitely did not. It definitely did not benefit the, the, the poor, poor dolphins. Like, but yeah, not fun. Also not fun. Um, yeah, it's fucking cold here. I think our, uh, current, current temperature is negative seven, uh, with a feels like negative 25, something like that with the wind chill. It ain't no joke. Not fun driving in. I it's I like the winter. I like snow. I like put I like yeah. putting on I, I like putting on sweaters and hoodies and jackets and all my cool winter gear. Um, when it gets into the negatives, it can suck my dick. Like I just like, I don't even want to go. I, there's nothing to do. Like, I don't even want to drive. I don't want to drive anywhere. I don't want to fucking scrape my car. I don't want to fucking go outside. I'm like I'm literally. I don't think we're. I don't think we're gonna be leaving the house until like. Maybe Tuesday, but probably Wednesday. I might have to go. I might have to go do something on Tuesday, but that's like, yeah, it's fucking it's Sunday. And like if my uh, my oldest uh, had a birthday yesterday. So uh, oh, speaking of which, freaking happy birthday, baby. Freaking happy birthday, baby. Officially a teenager, right? Basically, yes. Yeah. Turned 12. But uh, yeah, but uh, if she hadn't had her birthday yesterday, we probably wouldn't have left the house yesterday. But she did, so we had a couple things to do, and we did, and we had a good time. Um, but it was one of those things where we were like trying to beat the sun home. You know what I mean? Like she had some friends over, we went roller skating, and then at, after we did, after we did, uh, like, you know, you know, like uh, cake and cupcakes and stuff, uh, was taking some of her friends home, and we we're basically trying to beat the sun. 
like because yeah. it was only like as soon as the sun goes down like everything like hard freezes again even the temperature never got above freezing yesterday by the way it was already cold as shit but that sun gives a little bit of oomph like in the day in the daytime and once it goes down you're just back into the darkness dude and like holy crap like today is like don't even open the don't even open the fucking door i want all the i want all this heat in the house i want you know what i mean like yeah 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 it fuck this weather dude fuck and also mad fuck mad fucking props to all my fucking homeboys and homegirls here in the kansas city metro area that fucking made the trek out to arrowhead yesterday because y'all fucking showed up y'all fucking showed the fuck up i could hear you i could hear you guys on the broadcast like the whole game the whole fucking game you know what i mean i could hear i could hear you guys so much fucking much props to the fucking the the the, the chief's kingdom Fucking congratulations. Like you guys did good. I've got to give I've there's there's two specific people that were showed during the broad broadcast yesterday. I gotta give mad props to both Chiefs fans, both with no fucking shirt on. I'm not a fan of that. Like I like I I I get stupid I understand. as fuck. Stupid as fuck, but mad prop for you to endure the fucking cold to that extent, even though I'm pretty sure your dumbasses got are gonna get fucking pneumonia. Oh my dude, like you can get I want I want milk. You're talking like straight like damage to your skin, dude. Straight damage yeah. to your skin, dude. Like you're like the majority of the crowd who are smart, okay, pretty much covered every exposed surface as possible, you know, and like oh yeah. People, people wearing with fucking ski goggles on and shit. Goggles and freaking, yeah, like every because yeah. it, it is like if you are out in that in these kind of temperatures. For an extended period of time, you will fucking die. And then, like, not also, it's not the real it's MVP of the game yesterday. Fucking Andy Reid's mustache. Oh, bro, the walrus, bro. He don't give a fuck, dude. That's like that that's fucking like fucking shit was frozen solid yeah. before halftime and at the end of the fucking yeah. Game. He had icicles coming off that bitch, dude. Like that's that's my, and did you see Mahomes' helmet when he fucking mm-hmm. when he went helmet to helmet when they that, cracked it? And then yeah. they made it through like three more fucking plays before, before the refs, the refs were like, oh, you've got to fucking get rid of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see the piece, the piece fly off and the play? Like it was, yeah. It's like that dude, that, that's my quarterback right there, dude. Like he's, he's a fucking G dude. Like when he, when he starts getting pissed off and the game ain't going the way he wants to go, he fucking made that, he made that play happen, dude. Like, and he, he and he took a hit and he took a fucking hit. Like, so now, yeah. Now, since we started talking weather, we're going to go back to weather for a minute here. So, obviously, it's colder than a fucking witch's tit in a brass bra for Jay. Pretty uh, sure it's roughly the same for you, too, John, up there in the fucking uh, north. Well, right, yeah, right now it's a solid 35. We had, we had a, we actually had a repeat of a storm. The earlier in the week, we had a super crazy storm. You know, we were bunkered inside, you know, and usually my house, we don't lose power. We usually don't lose power. Yeah. It'll flicker, but we got, you know, we got really good power where I live. Someone down the street hit the, someone hit the poles and pulled down four poles and fucked up. a uh, God damn. What's it called? Um, like a transformer? Transformer. Transformer. Yep. Pulled down the transformer, got the whole block. Um, yeah. And I could not have been more unprepared for something like this. Let me tell you. Okay. I had no batteries. Oh, boy. Just drank the last bottle of water. It was like 12. It was like 11, 12 midnight. 
and me and my wife were in the middle of a heavy battle on fallout and the power just goes out like we were we were at the height of our excitement we were just having a good time and then everything just goes out kids were still up too you know it, you know how long, they, was it out? how long was the power out uh till about two three in the morning not not terrible not too bad right not, not terrible not, not terrible not fucking terrible. electric company got people out there and got that shit fixed quick Real i got quick. i thought i was i was telling you guys uh briefly before we started this morning um two nights ago not last night but the night before uh about a mile north of us uh a, like part of a neighborhood went out and it was like about, i think it was they said it was like a, a little bit over a thousand people lost power and yeah. that was like like that's a fear for me right now like i'm i'm like dude like as long as the power stays on, we'll be okay. You know what I mean? But it's like the minute the minute the power goes out, <laughs> I'm starting a stopwatch. You know what I mean? And like if that stopwatch hits like starts hitting like five, six hours, we gotta vacate. <laughs> Cause it's yeah. it's literally it's literally that cold here where like the house will get dangerously cold within 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 like six to eight hours. It will get dangerously cold in here. And that's just a no-go with with kids and stuff like that. So yeah, like roll out the lazy crazy days of winter <laughs> so so, so yeah. couple months yeah back. i mean yeah. my weather luckily not that bad it's currently 46 <laughs> degrees outside i mean i've got a window ac unit running in my office but that's the only part of the house the heat's on the ac unit's just in my office to keep it comfortable in here um we are expecting to get some really bad lows later this week, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, lows in the single digits with highs in the low 20s. Um, when, in, North Car in North Carolina? Yeah, this coming up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ooh. We, so always, we always get about a where it hits that super fucking cold, and then it goes back to, you know, High 40s, low 50s, mm -hmm. uh, lows in the 20s to 30s. So, I mean, it, it gets cold here, but it never gets cold long enough for fucking it to really do any damage. What's, um, like, I was going to say for John, like, you were talking about being unprepared. Like, so, like, I we knew, we knew this weather was coming this weekend. So, like, part of my week this week since the last podcast has been gathering supplies basically so like it's like yeah. fucking st stock the stock the fridge fucking got some shit done around the house make made sure i had x y and z in case power goes out or if we get stuck in the house for a couple days which it's looking like we're probably not leaving the house until minimum tuesday you know what i mean like it's it's just it's just disturbingly cold outside where it's like it's not even worth it to go outside so but yeah, it's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta kind of be prepared. So like, are you gonna, are you gonna get, get a few things? Maybe make sure you got extra beer. I got extra beer. Like that's one of, that's what was one of the things on my list was to make sure I could go like two or three days with beer. If I, if I, if I, if I, if I can't go to the gas station. Right. <laughs> yeah. I went, uh, I mean, I went Speaking grocery shopping yesterday. I went grocery shopping yesterday, picked up two cases of of Mick Ultras alongside fucking my regular fucking grocery list. Uh, got a couple, four packs of some ginger beer so I can make some whiskey gingers if I want a little bit stiffer of a drink. Um, mainly because I have a couple bottles that have been on my shelf for so long that are mixed drink bottles of bourbon and shit uh, that 
I need to start burning through. So, um, oh, welcome up, Unforgiven. Good to see you again, buddy. Yeah. Okay, welcome back. Unforgiven. Welcome back. But yeah, no, I mean, I've already like I'm I'm very prepped. Like I've got an entire tote in my office closet with flashlights, spare batteries, fucking uh, battery backup phone chargers. You know, portable battery packs for phones. That, that's something like when I'm going to be kind of like locked in these next couple of days, that is going to be something I'm going to do. Cause I'm kind of finishing up getting stuff put, put away around the house and made a lot of progress this week. Like just kind of getting the house put together. And now that I'm going to be kind of locked in for like 48 to 72 hours, it's like, like when we're done with the podcast today, like probably just going to be doing shit around the house. And then I'm going to start pulling like boxes out of the garage, you know, that we, that we got, that we brought here in the move. And just start going through that shit. It's, you know, th three piles. Fucking yeah. save, donate, and fucking throw away. And the shit that's fucking getting saved, where's it Where's it going to fucking go? And where are we putting it? Like, that's yeah, like, I, you know what I mean? One, like, thing's sure is that, one thing's for sure is that you got time, so. That's, I mean, that's, a, like, there's no there's no time like the present when you when you have yeah. literally, like, nothing else to do. Like, like we, are locked, we're, we, we are locked in. Like, we are going to be locked. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing outside this house that we need right now until probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Like that's, that's really the main thing. Thank you. Unforgiven. I appreciate that. Thank I'm you. one of those. I mean, I, my, my fiance thinks I'm a little bit crazy, but like, I've got, I've got a fucking, a, a medic bag in the trunk of the cars, one in each vehicle. I've got fucking two bug out bags, one, I have a, I have a one car for fit. me, one for her. I've got a whole coat filled with battery with, Every size fucking battery you're gonna need, fucking on top of you know portable power power banks that are all charged. And mm -hmm. once a month, I go through and pull all the battery banks out and charge, make sure they're at a hundred percent. So that way, if anything happens, grab and go. Yeah, absolutely. Because well, and you never and you never know. Like you don't you don't get to pick when the time comes, and that's yeah. part of that's part of why the preparation thing. Like, and we're not we're not fucking preppers here, but Jesus Christ, like. Preparation is still a thing, even if you're not a prepper. You don't have to be a I'm prepper not, to fucking be prepared. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting like, here with an entire fucking room full of fucking no, freeze-dried no. food and shit no. in case a fucking end of the world situation happens. Yeah, fucking, that's, I have. That's why we rob. That's why we, we rob the people that fucking do that. That's they they yeah. they collect they collected all that stuff so I can take it from them in the apocalypse. Okay, so we don't we don't need to do that. Like, I've got ammo and survivalist skills. I don't need to fucking prep to survive. I can't wait. Thank you. I can't Thank wait. I just need to find the guy that did prep to survive and steal their shit. I'm starting I'm I'm starting in the fucking hills, dude, like where all the rich people live. Just throwing it out there. Like you ain't, you ain't gonna see me you ain't gonna see me attacking anybody anybody in the hood where we live, dude. Like just throwing it out there. Did did you build a million dollar bunker? Guess what? You just built a million dollar target for me and my fucking homies. Like Enjoy, like hope, hope it can with hope it can with. My favorite part attack. is there's TV shows where you know about these preppers and shit, and they show off their stash and stuff. I I've watched enough of those prepping shows to see where what states I need to hit to hit the better best targets. Like geo geolocation is a thing, so like yeah. it's like all you need is a picture sometimes, and you can find out exactly where in the world that picture was taken. It's not, and it's not, it's not that hard to do. And you know what? Like, Upset. like I said, yeah, you want to, you, you want to, you want to, you want to stash all your shit and fucking show it off and show off like how fucking prepared you are. Like me and my homies do, we're going to show you how unprepared you are and it's going to be a joke. And 
we're going to walk away from like your house burning down with all of your shit and you and you and you and your family crying, crying tears, dude. Like we'll leave, we'll leave you enough to fucking get on, get, get your ass on the way, but you're going to be moving down the road after that. Like that's, that's yeah. our shit. Now. It's our shit now. Like th- thanks. Thanks for fucking stocking up for us though. You kept us fed. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I might be, you know, a tech person, and my fiance cracks up all the time. She's like, if this ever happens, you're not going to be able to live without your technology. And it's like, I've done it before. I'm looking forward to it. Like, holy crap. I'm looking really forward looking to forward to fucking disconnecting. <laughs> Bro, like, you have no you idea. You don't understand. <laughs> I am so excited for the wasteland to start. Like, bring me in. I'm going to, I am going to start growing specific crops. And caravanning it, like, oh, I'm gonna be that guy, dude. Real talk. I'll be walking around with a damn old school tape recorder to fucking record the podcast, and then fucking we'll be we'll take the tapes and we'll mass produce them and just drop them in random locations along the way for people to listen to. And like hollow tapes, it'll be a quest. In my in my backyard uh, now, it's not it's not that big. The yard itself is not that big, but there is plenty of fucking room for a. I would say what I would what I would call like a bigger than average garden. So if I really wanted to, if I really wanted to plant a fucking garden, I've got room in my fucking backyard. I could do that right now, like no shit. Just, I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd, I'd, I'd be building a, I'd, I'd be building up. a mobile garden. It's like well, it's like I could dig up the grass and fucking till till the ground or whatever. But it's like if I, I'm just saying, if I wanted to, I could, and it wouldn't be that hard. It's like out here. It's really not that hard. Like shit grows, yeah. shit grows yeah. out here. So it's like, yeah. I mean, I'll have I'll have my tomatoes, but the plants next to the tomatoes aren't going to be tomatoes. That's all I'm saying. Hey man, there's there's stuff you can you know they, they actually yeah, have. going to uh, be practicing mo- uh, mobile multi- hydroponics. Hydroponics <laughs> is a fucking thing, dude. Not just for reefer, dude. Like you, can, you can grow more. You can food grow than fucking you can eat. everything with fucking hydroponics. Yeah. You can grow more. You can grow more food than you can eat. And then and then you can get and then you can get goodwill from like your neighbors by giving up giving away the food that you don't need or, or that would spoil. Well, yeah, and that's you know? that's my like my thought process is a mobile hydroponic station like built into a trailer that's towed behind me. In an apocalyptic situation, that way it's on the go with me for those fresh vegetables and shit, and then I hunt for the fucking meat, and good to go hunting and fishing, and have my have a mobile garden. Don't need anything fucking else, right? Right. I, I mean, we 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 joke about you know attacking bunkers and shit, but the reality is, usually what we see in in, in major disasters and just really bad situations is it, it is a lot more community, and people do tend to cut, start coming together. But if you put when you pull your resources with like, I mean, you just like pick a street, just say one street. If the whole street pulled their resources, they would probably have more than enough. You know what I mean? And, oh, and yeah. be able to build a gate too. Exactly, and that's freaking, and that's what I'm, you know, and I, and you see that a lot in major disasters around so, the country, around the world. You know, where people, say, people will typically come together. Though. Can I add to that too? Not to get into like the media side of things, but like in season three of The Walking Dead, the town of Woodbury, it was a closed off community that the right. community came together. Yeah, you know, with the help of uh, from the governor, but he got the community together, and he had one street. Like you said, right. he had one street, and they closed off that street, and all those people were able to put their resources together yeah. and, look, and look what they were able to make. You know, yeah. even in the even in the media sense of perspective, you know, I actually do believe that it does influence people to to be the, to be communal. Would, well, on, in small in small numbers, that is how humanity 
existed for thousands and thousands of years. We yeah. existed as tribes and maybe a small village. We really didn't see the advent of towns and cities until humanity was introduced to growing crops. And then once we started being able to grow crops, you started seeing like classes develop and, you know, you had, you had, you had the laborers, you had the people that like own the land, you, you know, you had where the food went and all that, you know, that's, that's all that throughout human history has kind of like slowly become, it's only been recent in human history that we are not communal. You know what I mean? It's, it's fairly yeah. recent in human history that we're a little bit more independent, you know, self-sustaining, self-sustaining. We don't necessarily have to have a tribe. We can kind of just do our own thing, but we talk about it all the time on here. Having a tribe is important. You know, having fa- family, whether it's family relations, a bunch of homies, you know, you're, you know, be, having good relations with your neighbors. You know what I mean? Like the people you live around, the, the neighborhood you live in, uh, it all adds up. It all adds up. And then like when a fucking tornado hits or the fucking sky splits open like a sheet and it starts uh, raining fucking blood. You know what I mean? You've got people around you that already A, know you and B, will probably be willing to fucking lend a hand and you and you and you obviously vice versa to them as well. Yeah. And that's the whole fucking point, you know, is like not being not being uh, separated from from humanity. As as I would honestly I, I mean, I honestly would say out of out of all the TV shows that have kind of gone over post apocalyptic shit or even video games. Walking Dead. Even the last of us, those are realistic ways fucking things would happen. Either Correct. shit's going to turn into a militaristic state yep. or you're going to have the loners running around and these other communities where the street banded together, boarded up, secured their border, borders, worked together. To wasn't, that a, wasn't that a funny joke? And that, wasn't that a funny joke in one of those last episodes where he was like, the guy was like, so basically, so this is basically communism. And and the girls like yeah 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 basically like that's because yeah. because they they pulled the resources and like everybody work everybody works for the community and everybody shares the and reaps the benefit basically and that's like by the way we're not communists here at DD two fourteen network I want to make that very clear but we're talking about uh, principles in in uh, com- you know the pooling of communal resources Com- that's communal, c- communal morality well absolutely yeah. and and and, yeah. that, and that's like if you're living in a community. And you grew up in this community your whole life, or you've been there for so long. The community makes its own rules. Every community has its own rules. That's why it's one of the things I love about Kansas City and the Kansas City Metro. Every little township you go into has its own flavor. So there's like there's Kansas City proper. There's like where we live in Independence. There's Raytown. There's Lee Summit. There's Grandview. You know what I mean? There's there's Green Valley. <laughs> fucking unforgiving. <laughs> All I'm saying is, um, two is two is better than one, and one is as good as none. Like so, that's call me call me yeah. Karl Marx. Call me Karl Marx. <laughs> I mean, but see, that's the thing. Like, you've got to look at it from a realistic standpoint. Like, yeah, yeah. Is this zombie survive? apocalypse going to fucking happen? Do you want to survive? That's the only question. I look at it from a yeah, exactly. I look at it from the. If this, 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 like I look at every potential natural disaster scenario, fucking the earth fucking splits in half, right? You get hit with a fucking meteor. I don't care what the situation is. Right. I'm looking at it from a perspective of I want to survive. Correct. And my goal in surviving is to 
A, first I have to have a tribe. Correct. That is correct. Because having a good, strong group of people behind you is key in a survival situation. Thank you. Thank you. I always, me, me and the neighbor that, you know, we hang out all the fucking time. Me, him, my, my old lady, his old lady. We play card games and shit all the time. Drink, whatnot. We always joke around that our women are going to be the first to go in a fucking any type of apocalyptic situation because they couldn't survive two seconds in the real world. Um, but in all reality, me and him are both going to fucking protect them. We're going to make sure they're part. They're, they're there. Cause they're part of the fucking tribe. Yep. And that's, and see, dude, I love you, Joe. Oh, thank you. How am I going to survive this situation? Not, Will I survive? I don't know. I don't know where everybody got it in their idea. Because, you know, even we were joking about it earlier. I don't know where everybody got it in their head. that The idea that, you know, global or national catastrophe is in any way a good thing. And if anybody thinks it would be fun or thinks it would be cool or X, Y, or Z, um, I would kindly remind you of your time in places like Afghanistan, Iraq, you know what I mean? Some of these places where you can see like just how bad it can actually fucking get. And it's like, I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I, li I like hot and cold running water. I like not having to go outside in fucking negative seven fucking degrees with a windshield negative 25. I'm sitting in my fucking cozy ass house right now with hot and cold yeah. running water. I got fucking food in the fridge and you motherfuckers want to burn this down. Like, I, like it would be fun to like actually watch civilization crumble. Right. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It that wouldn't be so, I've been places where civilization has crumbled. And let me tell you, it does not get better with time. It gets exponentially worse until you're basically living oh, back wow. in the fucking Stone Age. Back in the Stone Age. Like, that's how quick we can go from having universities and streets and, and power and light and fucking heat and cold and all that cool stuff to lit like living in fucking caves and fucking mud huts again. And it only takes a few generations. It only takes a few generations if it just keeps getting worse. Like yeah. all, no all knowledge will be lost. All knowledge is lost. So the ones that are born now are just born fucked. Right. Like, but somehow, somehow freaking like somehow freaking people think this would be fun. This would be cool. Yeah. Mex it Mexico is. in some places, Mexico is, very much like that. And that and that's exactly what I'm talking about. It doesn't take long. When when shit goes like full lawless and the you know the the the, the when the strong man is the one that just is in charge of everything. Mm -hmm. You guys show me in history when that when that shit ever fucking worked out. Maybe you maybe get there's a couple of examples out there, but show me in history when the strong man was in charge that shit got better for the whole for the populace. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it I mean doesn't it does not and and that's the thing you know being being in the same boat as you jay you know i've seen that shit over in fucking afghanistan i've seen it in iraq i've seen what it's like to not have like from an outside perspective i've seen looking in what it's like not to have the luxuries we have right now and the economy and the government and all that collapsing would not be a fucking ideal situation at all no no at all like what are you gonna, are you gonna barter with 
everybody let's just talk about america for a second everybody in america has got some shit they got some shit if you got you know if, if you live in a house if you're renting whatever you own some things things what are you going to barter with what are you going to barter and with that's what are you going to barter with when everybody else has the same shit? What are you going to barter with when everybody else has the same shit and it doesn't work anymore because technology is fucking because te because the power's out. Exactly. So I mean, I mean, me personally, I have skills that don't require technology. Right. I have a I have another trade in case something like that happens to where I can barter. Whether it's right. with meats from hunts, whether it's with gardening whether you know it's the vegetables and fruits that i grow in my fucking garden in those situations i have a means to be able to have some kind of barter method if i need more bullets for my gun i can trade you you know fucking deer meat or boar meat or fucking wild turkey or whatever it is that i fucking hunt or fish i have skills however this next generation this generation coming up behind the three of us behind even that generation they're gonna be fucked if shit collapses if shit collapses, if shit collapses mm -hmm. because they're the generation of they don't sit know. on their fucking phone and tablet and computer all fucking day and not, not learn how to fucking use your hands to do well, shit. i was gonna say it's, it's not just that they they're they learn from the tablet or the phone so any any learning they need comes from the phone the entire the, you know the entirety of human knowledge is in our pockets right now i would do this if i was a kid i'd do the same that's how i would learn too like i like you, youtube you mean, university is one hell of a drug you you mean you mean i don't have to go through a fucking uh, a volume of fucking encyclopedias and find the right one with the right letter just to look up oh no we have wikipedia you know what i mean i can just look this shit up like instantly you know and i don't need a volume or a set of encyclopedias that i have to update every year because you know knowledge gets updated every year you know, like Encyclopedia Britannica don't fucking exist no more, bro. So it's like I wouldn't blame them. I would, you know, if we were if we were born in the last ten years, it would be the fucking same for us. We just yeah, we'd be fucked. We'd be born I mean, in space that we were. You know, we we, and we that's where just a little bit before before the internet, and we grew up and we grew up as it fucking as it grew. You know what I mean? That's but, where that's where I would even say, you know, that's on our generation. Also, though this next generation not knowing these important skill sets and shit. Like if we're not teaching our kids how to, how to survive without. There are, there are some trends in certain regions of the country where um, colleges and universities have seen a drop in attendance and trade trade school attendance has gone up, which is actually a really good sign, which means there are it's, people, it's, which means there are people out there that are like, okay, fuck all this bullshit. I need to get my hands dirty, and that's a good yeah. sign because for because it's for the last twenty time. years, for, sure. for the last twenty years, nobody was going into the trades, and now it's like the trades are getting pushed hard, and that's that's a good sign for me. So even if shit does collapse, fucking you know Johnny Miller from fucking down the street, you know learned how to be a carpenter. So when Jay's fucking roof gets a hole in it from a fucking branch that fell, fell off the tree, mm -hmm. Johnny Miller Johnny Miller could come over here and fucking fix my roof. You know what I mean? I mean, and that's that's one thing. Like, so I, I I mean, I'm I've got a college education, I've got my master's degree, all that jazz, but I've told my kids even don't go to trade school, don't go to college. At this point, there's there's such a high need. 
Exactly. Unforgiven hit it spot on. Yep. And yep. there's it's, such it's, a high need for for the trades because the plumbing industry, carpentry, fucking all electricians. Lumberjacks. There's, Dude, there's, all of it. There's fucking a high demand it. for it because people haven't been because our generation, a good chunk of our generation went to university instead of trade school. So there's this giant gap of, you know, 20 years with no trade schooling. Right. Give that's, or take. That's correct. And that's, so, yeah. And it, it, it's okay to want to be an artist. It's okay to want to be a fucking musician. Okay. It's, it's okay if you want to be a lawyer and if you're in, and if you start getting into yeah. politicking and whatever, it's okay. What we're saying is, there has to be balance. I like it. That's exactly what freaking the unforgiven said was like, there needs yeah. to be a balance. And it's like, there are going to be scholars. There's going to be philosophers and it's probably not going to seem like the philosophers do a lot, There's but they do. They, that's what, yeah, we need, we need everybody. We need all that shit. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's what, that's what, you know, <laughs> E pluribus unum from many one, you know what I mean? Like that's how we create, yeah. that's how we create the unity is we're not all going to be, the, the, the big bad leader. We're not all going to be the freaking, you know, whatever. It's like every, just like the, when we were in the army, every fucking MOS has its own fucking honor. It doesn't matter if you're like the mightiest fucking grunt or if you're like the lowliest fucking support for the support. Like every single job has its fucking purpose and every single, every single cog in the machine keeps the fucking thing running. And, you, and exactly. we, need, we need all of them. We need all of them. Literally all. We need yeah, oh. we need everything from a fucking electrician all the way up to a fucking. They have MOS. They have MOSs yeah. for that. That's exactly what I'm getting at. It's like that's well, they, and that's, that's that's the thing. Like in the military, everything that a stable economic system would need. Functioning government, just call it a functioning. Functioning government. government, yeah. Everything a functioning government would need, the military has an MOS code for. Yep. Whether it's fucking firefighters, police officers, fucking carpentry and masonry specialists. Because, uh, funny enough, Jay, my buddy that lives in Casey also from uh, from work, that actually he's no longer there, but at at the current job, but he he was a carpentry masonry specialist in the army. That's an, and that's an engineer. That's an engineer occupation. That's specialist. an engineering job. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because because sure for that. You know, he went to basic training at Leonard Wood, ended up going down to Louisiana for the first portion of his job school, and then went back to Leonard Wood for the last part of, of AIT because it's a dual program type of deal for that one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but that's the thing. That. We need all of those things for a fully functioning government. Yes. Who's going to build the buildings if we don't have contractors and carpenters and fucking... Do you guys... Do you guys do you guys know how to repair a bridge? Because I fucking don't. So if that bridge goes out across the river, I don't even know how the fuck to get across the river now. Do you guys know how to build a boat? Because I, learned I, it on YouTube. Don't. I don't. All I know how to do is fucking swim Damn my it, fucking John. All I know is how to swim my what did he say? What did you say, John? I learned he said it on he learned YouTube. it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Like, I, don't, I, mean, dude, I, don't, I mean, well, wait, there's a whole commercial about how you could fix a boat, though. Just get Flex Seal. Right, right. Yeah, quick fix bullshit, right? But that's what I'm saying. Like, I can put it this put it this way. I live I live at the confluence. I hate this fucking thing. I live at the confluence of the Missouri and the Kansas rivers, right? So I'm very close to like a confluence of like of rivers. Yeah. And 
I'm telling you, when you when you when you look at these rivers, and especially the farther east you go, for for, for those for those of our our our, our personnel here uh, from out west, these are not small rivers. And like, how would you fucking cross it? How would you span it? If you had a fight, if you had to build a road, how would you span that river? You know what I mean? And how would you keep that span existing for X amount of time? I don't know how to fucking do any of that shit. How do you put up a fucking telephone pole and fucking run wire for miles? I don't, bro, like my brain is already leaking thinking about it. Okay. Like that is so not like my, my avenue. Like that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, on the other side that of that shit. coin, like if if we're going back to a, a survivalist type of scenario, I know how to fucking get across that river without a fucking bridge. Sure, we'll find a boat. Maybe we'll find a boat, but the, even but, but without the, a boat, I, I ain't fucking with that. No, nope. that's that's what I'm saying. It would it, it fucks. It, it there's too much extra planning that goes with that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like. <laughs> Like when the, when the when the when the river is half a when the river is half a half a mile wide, the river is half a mile wide, and some rivers are wider than that in places. And it's like when the river is half a mile wide, like what if you got to come back? What if you have to make multiple trips to and fro? Like that's what I'm talking about. It's like yeah, we can get to the other side, but well, yeah, that's where I need that. a fucking combat engineer to build a bridge for me. Thank you. Um. Well, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, give me, give me a fucking, give me a fucking pontoon bridge. Give me something, dude. Like I dude, this is fucked. I can't, my brain does not work like that. My brain does not like operate yeah. on that level. I can't, I mean, I can help, I can help, I can help you do some fucking construction. I can, I can help you hang some sheetrock. I can bang some nails. I can dig a ditch. Do not ask me to fucking design your house. You know what I mean? No. You can dig Thank a you. ditch or a grave. Like I, we need specifics You're, here. Like when you I'll say, say ditch, I, are you talking grave I sleep in both. I sleep in both. So whatever. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> oh man. Oh, fuck. oh man. So no, go we... fuck yourself. What are you say, John? A bullshit. A bullshit. Uh, so today we're doing two quick. We're doing two quick lists. But in 2024, we got a list of military movies and TV shows. Uh, military centric, not like not just modern military, but like we're talking like old age and stuff like that. This is a quick list to go through. This okay. one, I just this first one I just spoke about a couple weeks ago on the show called Civil War. Um, it's by A24, and it set the internet ablaze just last month when the trailer came out, especially for those trying to figure out why strange bedfellows, Texas and California, appear to be teaming up against the president of the United States, played by Nick Offerman. Um. So Civil War follows a team of journalists led by Kirsten Dunst as they follow across the former United States following the story of the evolving Civil War. We don't have a whole lot of information about the plot, but we're already sold. When um, when is it? When is that one uh, scheduled for release? Yeah, when is that uh, set to come out? Is it a movie or a TV show? That is a movie. I've actually... So it's interesting. So <laughs> from what I understand, do you remember that TV show, uh, Spring 2024? A couple months. Couple yep. months, yeah. So doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't feel like it today, but it's gonna be in a couple months. Yeah. So you remember <laughs> it does not feel like that TV really show cool. that I poured dog shit over DMZ. So Civil War is what DMZ should have been, like the production of it, the way it looks, like everything about it. But yeah, next one. Um, the next one is called. So wait, 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 wait. Hold the fuck up. First off, 
DMZ was true to the fucking comics. No, it wasn't. To Are you degree. fucking kidding me? To a degree. Bet you won't hit him. Bet you won't hit him. To no a balls. degree. Hold on. I do have, I have a slap. I just said this shit to fucking trigger his ass. No, DMZ wasn't true to the comics. I know, I know, John. I said it because I know knew it was going to fucking trigger you. Um, and every once in a while, I've got to get under your fucking skin. So <laughs> I've now done that. I'll do it again in about three months. We'll we'll have another moment where I get under your skin. DMZ, oh, though, I didn't feel like it was sh super shit. I felt like it could have been done better. It was a. It should it, it should have called it something else. And however, that's your daily dose of watching John about get fucking pissed off. <laughs> uh, the next one is called Escape from Germany. And no, guys, it is not a Snake Plissken sequel of Escape from New York. But uh, this, movie, this movie is about 85 really? missionaries who are attempting to flee Nazi Germany before Adolf Hitler invades Poland and sparks World War II in Europe. Well, you're kind of fucked. Like, where would you go? It's like before they invaded Poland, did you forget what happened like the few years after that? It's like they can escape Germany all they want. Like, where the fuck are you going to go? The, the whole world went to war. It's like, yeah. oh, hey, guys, we made it to Czechoslovakia. Oh, shit. Oh, you know, like, shit. Fuck. Look, they're like, involved they... in the fucking war, too. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so that one comes out April of this year. Next on the list is Fallout. We've talked about that. That comes out of April of this year. They call that like kind of a military-centric, really? Fallout? Uh, the, the Brotherhood of Steel. I, see, I never played, I yeah. never played the games. I, you're yeah. right. I never well, played the games. I mean, it does have like, yeah, I could see where it's military-centric. Yeah. But um, I, I, the trailer like, and the shots that they've released so far, fucking that movie, th the show looks like it's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I'll I'll cover every single fucking week. I don't give a fuck. Uh, the next one, actually, I'll be right there with you, John. Yeah, dude, we we have we have to break it down. Which uh, one is that going to be on? What what service uh, is that going to be? Prime. Okay. Yeah, Amazon. So the, if so you need that login, Jay, don't worry, I got you. Yeah. So the next Armity. <laughs> So the next one i'm actually personally excited for this one um is a documentary called uh hiding saddam hussein uh I, obviously we all know that he was captured in a spider hole on the farm near tikri in 2003 but what we all know what became of the disposed dictator of iraq but did anyone ever think of the farmer who hid of him for 235 days the answer is yes a kurdish filmmaker tracked down ala namik who runs a restaurant now to get the whole story about what happened and how Saddam spent the better part of a year hiding on his land. Is that a documentary? That is a documentary. That I is would be. I would be very keen to watch that one. I would be very keen. To I watch will be that. watching that one. That's yeah, definitely on the fucking. Hold on. Uh, that's called Finding Saddam, right? Let me go ahead and take it. Finding Saddam Hussein. Yeah, I would definitely be. That that one's definitely. Yeah, that's on the. the uh, that's on the fucking. We have to, when it comes out, we just all have to coordinate to watch it at the same time and then just do yeah. an overview on the episode. There's a, there's a place outside of, well, what used to be now, uh, Kandahar Airfield in Afghanistan, and there's a place outside there called Tarnak Farms. And Tarnak Farms' place in history is, it's where the, where Al-Qaeda Al was doing a lot of training, and that's where they were housed uh, for some time, uh, including Osama bin Laden uh, at times. Uh, in the run-up mm -hmm. to uh, 9 11 
And it was it was always funny because we would go we would go out the gate from this certain direction and we go out my Tarnak Farms, and then we would do some of our um, uh, like test fire. It, there was a test fire range out there for our like mounted weapons, like our like machine guns and like heavy heavy weapons basically. And we would have to use uh, <laughs> we would have to use a, t- uh, a test range outside of Tarnak Farms to test. Oh yeah, fire no, I know Tarnak Farms. Yeah, and but it, but it's funny because like. You're, you're the the test fire range is like over here and then you kind of like look to your left basically and there's like the remains of fucking tarnak farms and like the ana were there all the time and it was like huh so that's yeah no the, i i um i know that test fire range too yeah it's like that's i know that test fire range too jay many uh, yeah. many a 50 yeah. millimeter round fucking gone down range. you can't and you can't like you you're not allowed to go across to what you're shooting at because there's so much fucking uxo out there so like they literally like you had to go on this road and you just fired across this fucking across this field uh into basically what was basically a series of berms and fucking and to and to, to look to your left and just be like oh yep that's where it all started right there that's where it yep. all started like, and, and the next and the next one we have i saw the trailer for these next two actually just a couple of days ago so this first one is iss um, the premise of this is actually quite interesting. If their countries go to war on Earth, should astronauts living in a space extend the war into orbit? That's the premise of Bleecker Street's upcoming film, ISS, which has stars from Westworld, Argo, and Game of Thrones. But when the so U.S. Pretty much Russia... it's, it's saying, you know, it's International Space Station, and it's like, if if Russia and the U.S. were to go to war, do Russia and the U.S. Yeah, when they the, have the, astronauts on the ISS, like the preview looks the insane because the preview shows the planet going into nuclear war. Yeah, and like they're watching it as it's happening. It's fucking yeah. crazy. It's yeah, they're watching. Crazy. They're watching like several hundred square miles just like burn below them, and like there's Russians over there, and we're over here, and what are we gonna do? Like. I, and I have a, oh, I have oh, a by the way, they, 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 lose, they lose contact. They lose contact with, with the ground. So like they're just they're just fucking up there now. So like if you're gonna get back to Earth, like where are you gonna land? Who's gonna pick you up, dude? Who's gonna pick you up? Good yeah. luck. Next Good one luck. we have um this one actually looks super interesting. It's got an all-star cast. It's called Land of Bad. With a friendly armed drone loitering overhead, the US Army Delta Force team raids a compound controlled by the leader of the Abu Sayyaf Islamist separatist group in the Philippines. Things go awry, and Kinney, played by Liam Hemsworth from The Hunger Games, must escape to safety with the help of his drone operator, Russell Crowe. As Kinney's eyes are in the sky, Reaper can only guide him and offer him limited air support as Kinney looks for any of the mission survivors and makes a desperate run for friendly lines. Now, I saw Milo Ventimiglia in this in this cast. Um, it's this, I'll tell you the cast right now, Land of Bad cast. Features Lee, Russell Crowe, Liam's Hemsworth, Ricky Little, Luke Hemsworth. They got two Hemsworth brothers in this. Milo Ventimiglia, Gunnar Wright, uh, George Burgess, Lincoln Lewis, and Daniel McPherson. The whole bunch of people in this. Uh, this actually looks really good. The next one, a lot of people are kind of talking about, and it is probably one of the most expensive Amazon productions in the world right now to date. The Lord of the Rings, The War of Rohirrim. More than two centuries before the Battle of Helm's Deep, Helm Hammerhand became the namesake of Helm's Deep by leading the army of Rohan against the Dunladings. 
The story was part of an appendix to the Arthur J.R.R. Tolkien's book, the, War, the Lord of the Rings. In 2024, The Lord of the Rings, The War of the Rohan is said to be an animated version of that story starring Brian Cox as the voice of Hell Hammerhand. Huh. That sounds interesting. Uh, By the way, real quick, the one you were talking about previously, The Land of Bad. Yeah. So, bad news. Like, we got, we like, it's not official yet, but two Navy SEALs went missing off the coast of Somalia the other day. And it was, uh, they were climbing onto a ship. And one of them got hit with a wave and fell off the ladder. And they, they, they work in buddy teams, basically. It's what we would call yeah. in the army. It's like a buddy team. They're trained. They're trained. If one goes into the into the water, the other one jumps in after. So there's two there's two missing and probably feared they they, they didn't make it. So I uh, but holy shit. Yeah, but you know what though? That's where it's like that brother that like that brother went in after his fucking buddy. You know what I mean? Like he didn't care and he fucking he took off after him. And if they both didn't make it, like that's part of your training. Sometimes that's also part yeah. of your training. And like the yeah. fact that like that's some fucking that's some fucking hero shit. And like, yeah. So I'll shut up. No, you're good. So the next one, I know a lot of people are super excited for this one. Steven Spielberg and Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks are back after 23 <laughs> years since Band of Brothers and 14 years since The Pacific. They are back with. Uh, World War II's Masters of the Air is also based on the thoroughly researched books. Uh, stars Austin Butler, who was Elvis, and Caleb Turner, who was in Fantastic Beats, are as members of the Brave but Battered 100th Bombardment Group. The Bloody 100th was famous for the high casualties it sustained flying daylight bombing missions over Nazi-occupied Europe. This comes out the 26th of this month on Apple TV. Well, that's my birthday. Yep. Oh, is it really? <coughs> Believe so. That's what my fucking driver's license says. Uh, the next one looks super <laughs> interesting. It's called the Ministry, the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Um, this is this the actual was, thing. That's his. Yeah, that was the real nickname of the real life British special operations executive executive during World War II. Its missions was espionage, reconnaissance, and irregular warfare. And its origins are. Probably worth of a series of films. This one made by the legendary Guy Ritchie stars Henry Cavill, Isaac Gonzalez, and Alan Richson. By the way, the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare uh, is the pre is the precursor to what is now known as the SAS. Just so you guys know, the fucking special Did air you service. Say Alan Richson. Yeah, Rich. Yeah, is that that's Reaper Re Reacher? That's Reacher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I had thought so. He was Reacher. He was Aquaman in Smallville. He was. That's right. Oh shit. Um, he played Hawk in Titans on HBO Max from Hawk and Dove. Yes, he did. Um, I like the fact that Rich that he's been getting a lot more screen time and getting a lot bigger roles. Yes. He, he just um, did a big thing, just a, a video the other day, how a lot of religious uh, religious people are, are upset that they're saying that he can't be Christian and play Reacher. But that's a whole other conversation for another time. Yeah. But that's like, that's the that extreme fucking Southern. Uh, I'm yeah. going to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. God, <laughs> God fucking damn it. What, what does that even fucking mean? 
but yeah, um, the next one is the next is one life star in Anthony Hopkins. He's a British stockbroker who put up his lucrative career on hold to help Jewish children escape the Nazi occupation of Czechoslovakia. Um, that one, I mean, we all love Anthony Hopkins. After that, we have The Regime, and this one stars Kate Winslet as she stars an author authoritarian ruler of a central European country who jails a prominent opposition leader played by Hugh Grant, uh, triggering waves of domestic disturbances, threatening a coup or civil war. Coup. It's a coup, brother. A, a coup or a civil yeah. war. This oh, yeah. limit, Listen, I'm the guy that that, that pronounces picked, picued, all right? So. Okay, listen, I, I don't judge you, John. I don't judge you. I'm just, that's the that's the English major in me, bro. That's just the English. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just um, trying to help. I'm just trying to help. Good. The next one, I coup, think- Coup is short for coup, coup d'etat. Yeah. Short for the coup d'etat. The next <laughs> one, I believe I've shown this to, to you guys. It's called Shogun. Um, and it and mm -hmm. it's it's World War II veteran James Clavell wrote a series of books set in feudal Japan that not only sparked a widespread American interest in the islands nations of history, but they also started the book pop culture fad that the U.S. wouldn't see again until the debut of Harry Potter. Shogun now returns to screens in the latest golden age of television. See what all the fuss is about when it's streaming on Disney Plus on February 2024. Think about uh, that's going to be go go ahead, Scolini. So, I mean, that's one thing. And this is where I'm going to kind of step into a little bit of video game stuff since you're talking Shogun specifically. I am looking forward to the next Assassin's Creed project. So, Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is the latest game in the franchise, brought us back to ancient Baghdad. Yeah. Um, I've been enjoying the game so far. I actually got it when I got my PS5 for Christmas. Game's pretty cool. Um, going through Baghdad before, you know, terrorists were a fucking thing and shit back when it was, you know, princes and princesses and that side of shit. I am looking forward to the untitled Assassin's Creed project that's coming next because that one, I think it's what it's code name red is going to yes. be feudal Japan. Yes. That's, and, that's then they, and, then they, and then they have the Chinese one too, I think too, but that's the mobile version, right? Yeah. They've got some mobile one coming out that's going to be like in like ancient China with the age of the fucking samurai and all that shit. Word, word. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I was following some of them. I, I, I also I mean, but while we're talking about Shogun at the same time, I mean, we can safely say that um, Ghost of Tsushima was highly... Highly I played Ghost of Tsushima. At gonna, all. I was literally just going to ask you. I was literally just going to ask you if you've played Ghost of Tsushima yet. I've I am got PlayStation Plus. It's available on PS Plus. I'm going to install because I hear. You know what? I got the PlayStation game. now. I have one. It's right here. I'm going to install. I'm going to install fucking Ghost of Tsushima once we get done with the episode. And that'll be the fucking next game I play. I'm Please. currently playing through Ragnarok. Please. How I'm is it? How's, out of how's the Ragnarok, Ragnarok right now? How is it? Oh, 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 oh! God, I got to get back into that shit. I got to get back it, into God it's of War. fucking good. Oh, um, I got to get back into. I've it. been enjoying it so far. I really like the last God of War game because it takes Kratos out of the ancient Greece side of things into Norse mythology, and this one dives deeper into that mythology, and oh, so. At this no. point, it's not a spoiler alert. At the end of the first of the last God of War game, 
Kratos kills Balder, who is the son of Freya and whatnot. And Freya's been banished by Odin. And now Freya's out to kill Kratos and his kid. And Thor and Odin have now stepped in. They're in Fimbulwinter, which is like the lead up to Ragnarok and all this other shit. So far, fucking great game. I've, I'm only about 10% into the game so far on completion because it's such a big fucking game. Dude, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima is yeah. also a big game, and I'm just now getting to the end of. So last night I got my, uh, your uh, <laughs> reputation like meter, like your your morale, you know, like morality like meter on Red Dead Two. I maxed it out like last night, and I'm and I and I'm really close to like one of the last missions where like Arthur dies, and I didn't realize how close I was until last night, and I was like, oh shit. And so, like, I think when when Arthur when Arthur dies, I'm probably gonna fucking start replaying God of War like for real this time. Yeah, and like because I haven't played it in a while. I'm like, that was like the, the greatest two games because both of the games made heavy use of the word boy. You know what I mean? Because like Kratos calls the kid boy, boy, yeah, boy. <laughs> and then the fucking boy. and then Arthur 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 with his horse is just like boy. <laughs> you know, like. You know, like that. It's like that. Yeah. And it's like with the, with yeah. the Southern accent. So, yeah. yeah. So we got we got uh, three more movies. Uh, we'll go through this real quick. The next one is filmed by Tyler Perry. It is called Six Triple Eight. And it is about an all black women's army corps unit that was sent to the or, European theater to clear a backlog or, of mail. Army Corps. Sorry. All right. Listen, we pr we pronounce our P's in our letters here in New Jersey, all right? Tyler, what, what am I supposed to call him? Tyler Airy? So he... God, God, different fucking you. scenario, John. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm actually surprised Tyler Perry is not playing one of these women. Uh, anyways, um, anyways, uh, but it, it also, but, but this, but this cast has uh, Kerry Washington, Oprah Winfrey, Sam Waterston, Dean Morris, and Susan Sarandon. Uh, the next one is uh, the sympathizer, and this one, uh, author Viet Tang Nguyen published his Pulitzer Prize winning book, The Sympathizer, about a refugee in South Vietnamese army who becomes to who comes to America as a refugee called the captain none of his south vietnamese or american acquaintances know that he's really a north vietnamese sympathizer spying for hanoi in the years following the war the book is a satirical dark comedy that actor robert downey jr began to produce in 2021 and he also stars in multiple roles throughout the limited series while playing the captain interesting maybe yeah yeah and the last one um, is The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Uh, there's, a, there's not a lot of information available, but it's going to be a six-episode limited series based on, based on Heather Morris's 2008 book of the same name. The bestseller is about Leo Sokolov, a Jewish Slovakian imprisoned at the infamous Nazi death camp in 1942. Working as a tattooist, he falls in love with another prisoner. It's actually based on the real life Sokolov, who was played by Harvey Keitel in the series. Uh, super interesting that they're in the movie, in the TV show. What's the name of that TV show with Al Pacino? Um, Hunters, the Hunters. Uh, they, there's actually a storyline about a tattooist in a Nazi camp who falls in love with somebody. Uh, very interesting. But those are some TV shows. I have a small list here now of 
military veterans who are musicians, but I have to go with the first one. What's up, Squalini? No, so, so, so now there's a show coming off of about the tattooers from. Okay, I'm I'm just yeah. trying to thought process yeah. here and yeah, blinked at the same time. So continue into the musicians and then. Yeah, so the so I'm the I'm, I'm, a lot of them don't look very familiar. I'm going to go through some really. The first one I'm going to say is Fred fucking Durst. Fred Durst did not know fucking that. douche. Did not know that. What fucking branch was he in, John? He was he was he was in the Navy. Fucking course he was. Fucking shocker. Fucking shocker. Fucking. The only thing is that, uh, so he never made it on a ship. Surprise! Yeah, he never made it on the ship. He's a douche. But the only the only information that I could find on him, we can't find his rate, but that he was in for at at least two years. I wonder why he, he doesn't talk. I wonder why he doesn't talk about it a lot. He Gee, probably never fully made it out of fucking his job school, his A school. Probably that's what they call it in the Navy. If he, he was, was in for at least two years, he never made it all the way through A school before he got chaptered out. Yeah. Um, so the next one we have, uh, we 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 can all agree that we're fans of Tool, A Perfect Circle, uh, a Pussifer, uh, the Maynard. 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 Yeah. yeah, he he was in Fort Sill, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, and in 1982 he trained to be a forward observer. He was actually offered the opportunity to attend West Point after graduating from basic, but he turned it down and served his three years instead. Yep. Yeah. Not and bad. He, and he and he and he does. He uh, he's talked about it a few times in interviews, but he has never yeah. he has he has never gone into detail, um, and he typically does not talk about it a lot. Yeah, like at all. Um, th- so. Then we we also have Jason Everman. Uh, oh, I know that guy. Yep, the former uh, he was the bass player, right? Yep, the former bassist for Nirvana and Mindfunk and Soundgarden too. Oh no, he was the yeah. guitarist for Nirvana and Mindfunk, and he played bass for Soundgarden. Yes. Uh, he is a former Army Ranger and Green Beret. Uh, he has served tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, and he served from '94 to 2006, earning the rank of Sergeant First Class. He so, was a badass. Yes, he was, and he is also the progenitor of one of my favorite Army jokes of all time. You want to hear it? That? Yeah, sure. What do you call a guy that plays in Nirvana and Soundgarden and decides to join the Army to become a Ranger and Green Beret? A fucking oh, idiot. Like, <laughs> fucking moron. Like, <laughs> oh, man. The next one we have. I mean, we got some obvious ones here. We know that Elvis. Love you, Jason. We love you, Jason. All respect, dude. I'll buy, yeah. By the way, Jason Everman does a shitload of, like, musical events and stuff. And he, yeah, he does. He does a shitload of stuff for vets. Like He does a lot of, like, talks and stuff like that. He that was a really cool. that was a jo- that was a joke we told in my time in, and that would that was the joke. But we totally don't feel like that. That that's just if you served in the army, you know you get Listen, the joke. You if you if you army, serve, you if you serve, you get it. military human. Get the fuck over. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we all we all know that Elvis Presley he served mm-hmm. uh, in the Army's Company A, Second Medium Tank Battalion, Thirty Seventh oh. Army at Fort Hood. Before, oh. heading, before heading to First Medium Tank Battalion, Thirty Second Army in Germany, and he served until nineteen sixty. Uh, Jerry Garcia, 
from yes, the sir. Grateful yep. Dead. Yep. Yes, he, he did. He dropped out of high school and joined the Army. He lasted nine months before receiving a general discharge for essentially being the complete opposite of a soldier. And during that time, he had no Christ. assignment, so he played his guitar. Which no he fucking shit. All day. It's goddamn Jerry Garcia, which... The Grateful um, Dead, shit. my dad being a Vietnam vet, my dad was also a big fucking deadhead. Um, I am too. I am too. I love the Grateful Dead. Actually, so we've got a record player downstairs in our living room. And right before Christmas, we were at Walmart and I saw a fucking Grateful Dead greatest hits fucking record. And I just threw it in the fucking cart. Didn't even say shit to my to, to the missus. I was like, and she's like, why do you want a Grateful Dead record? I was like, Memories. I'm a, like, why do I want a Grateful Dead record? Like, do I you want to get, get married? Like, do when, you want to get married? My dad. So, so for instance, just a little bit of a background on how big of a Jerry Garcia fan my dad was. The night Jerry Garcia died, my dad's a first sergeant in the army. Where you know he's still active duty at the time. He sat on out on our back porch on base, drunk as shit, screaming Jerry at the fucking moon. For like oh, seven sorry. hours straight. That's fucking dope. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to laugh. That's just amazing. I'm laughing because that's amazing. Like, you know, like that's that's fucking metal, bro. That's fucking metal, bro. Oh. And who the fuck in the 1990s? In the early in the early 1990s, who in the fuck is gonna yell and tell a first sergeant to shut the fuck up? No fucking nobody. Nobody. Fucking nobody <laughs> back then, bro. Fucking nobody back then, dude. Like our our little our little fucking shithead generation of soldiers, dude. Like. We buck up to fucking first sergeant sometimes, dude. Fucking like back then, dude. Like you will die. You'll fucking oh, you'll yeah. die. Like nope, um, nope. So, so next one we have uh, the 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 great Johnny Cash. He served in the Air Force for four years in Germany. He was a Morse operator. Yep. Uh, he and he finished his service as a staff sergeant. Um, this one's pretty cool. E5, I, I love that's E five in the Air Force. That's yep. E five in the Air in the Air Force. Staff Sergeant E5 in the Air Force. And the next one we have is B.B. Uh, King. Uh, the blues legend was already known as Blues Boy from his time as a radio DJ. And he enlisted in the Army during World War II and was allowed to discharge because he drove a tractor back home, uh, which, considered, which was considered an essential occupation in the home front war effort. Interesting. Very interesting. Another one we have here... Uh, are are you guys familiar with the band uh, Assuming We Survive? Not quite. Not no. familiar with them, me neither. Uh, how about Clearwater Revival? Yes, Creedence, that's Clearwater. Okay. Creedence dude. Yep. Uh, okay, yeah, so, Clearwater. Okay, so John Fogarty, he received a Fogarty. draft letter. Fogarty. Fogarty, excuse me. He he draft he received a draft letter in 1966. Went to the recruiter to sign up as a desk clerk. Uh, he backdated his enlistment before the date of the letter. He was discharged in, in 1968 and formed his band with his brother and two buddies. Mm -hmm. um, Phil Labonte, his father was in the Air Force and had two grandfathers who fought in World War II and the lead singer for All That Remains. You know who you know who this guy is, right? The guy who... I know the band. I know the band. I'm not familiar uh, so, with the so, some people know this lead singer for attempt. He hired a hitman to kill his wife a couple of years ago, and he served he served plenty of time for it. I remember yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah now so I remember he, that story. So he was in the Marines, and he injured his ankle, and he was granted an honorable discharge because of it, which is crazy. Uh, what else we got? Ice T. 
Ice T Army. I see. He Army. actually has he actually has a because he he was in third ID in Fort Benning. Yep. And he actually says he revealed a hilarious story one day where he was talking about where he went into a officer's office and ripped the rug and stole it and put it in a taxi and yeah it's a it's great so in my infantry battalion at fort carson uh i was i was in this infantry battalion i was in the same battalion for four years in two different companies and the infantry breeds a certain mentality so the good ones are really good and the bad ones are really fucking bad right yeah and i don't know which shit bag got kicked out of that battalion at what at what time but one day like there were these big giant placemats you could wipe your feet but they were in the they, like it had the battalion logo on it you know what i mean mm. and somebody came in one night and stole the battalion fucking placemats too and i guarantee you <laughs> i guarantee you it was somebody that was getting kicked out garen fucking to you was somebody that got kicked out and not it wasn't oh, yeah it was somebody that was getting kicked out and they fucking stole that shit and fucking like i was like yep i know i know exactly what that came from like i know like somebody got fucking mad at this battalion and they they, they got their fucking cheerios pissed in for fucking however long they were in in, our, in the army they're getting kicked out and they decided to fucking take take a fucking take an item home with them you know what i mean like yeah yeah, so the next one is uh, Billy Cox. Uh, he, uh, he was the bassist for Jimi Hendrix, who was also a veteran, too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were stationed at the 101st Airborne Division in Kentucky, and they started jamming together, played at, played after-hour gigs off post, and kept performing after after they both left service. Uh, Nate Dogg. Uh, is anyone familiar with Nate Dogg? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Classic, like, classic yeah. rapper. Yep. Are he you not like Joe? Seriously, you don't know who the fuck Nate Dog is? I know who Nate Dog is. Yeah, he well, okay. he he was in the Marines in in 1987. He was stationed in Japan. Uh, he served for four years, and then he hooked back up with his boys Snoop Dogg and Warren G. I mean, that, they, they made some bangers together. Fucking G. Dude, I was listening to G. Funk. I was listening to some of that G. Funk shit, dude. Like in the fucking shower this morning, bro. Yeah. Fucking that that I love that G, type of G Funk era. Dude, Nate Nate Dog Nate Dog is in the hook. Nate Dog is in the hook of like every fucking G Funk fucking yeah. like hit that you fucking know. Like yeah. that's fucking Nate Dog. So the rest, next, in, the rest next, in peace, homie. Yep. The next one we have is Mystical. He joined the army after graduating high school in New Orleans in 1988. Oh shit! It's I'm Mr. Car, homie. I'm in the army, homie. I'm Mr. Car, homie. Uh, and I got I got three uh, I got th three more for you. MC Hammer. Okay. He was a he was a petty officer, third class, and aviation storekeeper in the Navy, serving with VP-47 at Naval Air Station Moffett Field in Mountain View, California. Holy shit. He served for three years before leaving the military to become a pop rap household name. Uh, the next one, everybody knows. Um, oh, actually, people, people didn't know this. Uh, Shaggy. Yeah, I was about I to say, Shaggy, Shaggy better be on this list. Yep, Shaggy. He was a Lance Corporal in the Marine Corps. Yep. Yes, he was, and he he served as a field artillery cannon crewman as well. That's fucking badass. And he docked ranked twice during his time in service. He supposedly crafted his unique vocal style while in uniform. And our very last one, I found this out today. I, I was actually super surprised, but author Chelsea Silverstein. Most people don't think oh, of yeah. it as a so poet as a musician, but Shel Silverstein wrote Johnny Cash's chart-topping song, A Boy Named Sue. Sue. 
famously yep. recorded live at San Quentin Correctional Facility in 1969. I remember Shel Silverstein from my childhood in the, the the school library in my elementary school, and I a, have, light, uh, a, light, a light in the a light in the attic, and yep. uh, where the sidewalk ends. And then and then yes, he he in fact did write the lyrics to a boy named Sue, named Sue which yep. was made which was made famous by Johnny Cash at San Quentin. So yeah. So yeah. Oh, and I just want to say. Life is one big party when you're still young, but who's going to have your back when it's all gone? I, I, <laughs> oh, so I all I got to say is it wasn't me. I have it wasn't so many, me. I have it so wasn't many, me. I have so many podcasts that I have to do today, and it's fucking snowing like crazy right now. Well, I'm sorry it's snowing at 35 degrees, John. It's a it's a ball it's a ball no, fucking four it's, here. It's changed. It's forty two degrees and it's snow. Oh, Something fuck is you. wrong. Oh, fu- oh fuck you. Fuck you. Um so yeah, I mean that was a great comprehensive list. I know you guys gotta get into football, so get into well, football before we yeah, what you got? I've got one thing left before we jump into fucking football real quick here, because I told you guys earlier this week I was gonna do it. So this week I ended up getting a new office chair. Um, I oh, you, spoke. Did, you did promise that. Yes, you did. Yep. So I ended up. Um, I will say, compared to the old fucking chair, which is still in my fucking townhouse because I've been too lazy to fucking drag it downstairs to fucking take to the dumpster. Um, <laughs> but so I ended up purchasing the uh Secret Lab Titan Evo uh XL chair, which is one of the highest proclaimed gaming chairs slash desk chairs on the market specifically more geared towards gamers but um but it's a pretty good fucking chair so got it on got it on fucking monday um a first off fuck fedex i put the correct address in the shipping and these motherfuckers because i have a fedex account the label got fucked up between the manufacturer between secret labs and FedEx fucking actually getting it to like the first location after they picked it up from them. So I have a FedEx account. So what FedEx did was they figured out it belonged to me and I hadn't gone in and updated my FedEx account with my new address yet. So they delivered it to my old fucking apartment. The one, the one that was like shut down for fucking. Yeah. That was right next to a fucking crack house. I mean, somebody else lives in that apartment now. Uh, because they gutted the townhouse after we moved out. They gutted the townhouse and that apartment. What they and do? I, okay, never mind. I'm not, I'm I'm not even going there right now. I'm not even going there. Right they now. had a hazmat team come in, tear it down to the studs, spray everything with fucking a chemical that's supposed to kill everything, everything, Literally whatever. Everything. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and then <laughs> they. Yeah, but needless to say, it got delivered over there. Had to roll the fucking box for a, like 300 fucking yards from there to my fucking place because I, my fiance, when she went to work, she took my keys. So I didn't have the keys to my vehicle to drive it down there to load it into my fucking car. So I had to roll this fucking 120 pound box across the fucking complex to my townhouse. Um, That's all on fucking FedEx, though. Nothing against Secret Lab. As far as the packaging, superb on the fucking packaging. Each piece is individually fucking sealed in its own plastic packaging. 
the foam to protect everything's fucking phenomenal chair comes with so i've got their fabric version so they have three different types of materials you can get you can get you know fake leather you can get real leather or you can get a a soft weave like fabric that's what'd you get kind of like so i got the soft weave fabric which cost a little bit more than the fake leather the real leather obviously is the next step up from that um and packaging i give them an a plus their support i give them an a plus the assembly instructions fucking a plus the toolkit that they provide so they provide you with you know an allen key and a little toolkit to tighten all the screws and bolts and all that stuff and they don't just give you a standard Allen key. I wish I'd grabbed it before we came on the show to show you guys. They give you the, it's it's a custom molded fucking tool where it's got a nice plastic grip to it so you can actually grip it and get the proper torque on the fucking screws and everything when you're doing it. Assembly, fucking phenomenal, super easy and quick. I did vote, uh, upgrade a few things like instead of the standard wheels i did uh rollerblade casters for the wheels on the chair so they have a little bit more durability and glide on carpet the armrests now this is the cool thing armrests are magnetized on that and they sell so this is the standard armrest i ordered the i ended up after the fact i ordered their other version of the armrests uh, tops because they have a cooling gel memory foam armrest you can purchase for like an additional 89 bucks um but assembly fucking amazing like this company the chair's great i went from dreading sitting in my fucking desk chair all day for work and then switching over to gaming or whatnot chair's great it's got proper lumbar support the uh head pillow that it comes with is a nice memory foam and it magnetizes on so you know just drop and forget um i could fall asleep in this fucking chair if i leaned it all the way back so that's, that's cool. i mean that's that's kind of the the one big thing like i've been needing a fucking new office chair for a while um i was gonna say i hope you, i hope you never have to get one again is it worth the money? Is it worth the money? So I would say it's worth the money. Um, so one of the one of my uh one of my co-workers, he has one. He just actually got his second one. Um, and his first one he didn't need to get a new chair yet, but what he did was he gave his his initial one to his 12-year-old to his kid because his son was like, Hey dad, I really need, you know, I really want a good desk chair for when I'm having to do schoolwork at my desk in my room, this, that, and the other. So he's like, okay, I'll upgrade mine early and fucking give you the old one. His last one he had for eight years before he upgraded to the one he's got now. Um, so I would say, you know, for, for it being uh, almost $700 after shipping, it's definitely worth the money if you get that longevity out of it. So one of the things I'm a bigger dude. So one of the things I look for in desk chairs is like weight, like weight and height, because I'm also a little bit tall. So a lot of your standard desk chairs you can get, they're set for like at max 200 pounds and like max height 
six foot even. With this, because Secret Lab has three different levels, they've got a small, a regular, and then the XL model. And the XL models for you know six foot and up, and it's 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 rated for up to like three hundred and ninety five pounds. So you know it's it's a big boy chair. And one of the things I like is, you know, the armrests are far enough out to where I'm not feeling like I'm confined into a tiny space when I'm sitting in it. The cushion's good. It's got proper back support. Everything that you really need if you sit at a fucking desk for an extended period of time. That's good. That's good. Now, the big test is going to be the longevity side of it. You know, I just got it on Monday. So far, it's been great. My back's not been killing me when I get done at work for the day, which was a problem I was having with my old chair. I've got back issues from jumping out of fucking airplanes. Um, so there's that. Fucking A. Very nice. So now on to, on to football. Obviously, yo, we already kind of touched. Yo, hang on. Just real quick. I'm really I'm really yeah. not bugging out. All my thermometers and temps are saying 42 degrees, and it's coming down right now with snow. So that's the thing. Is when you're looking at those thermometers, when you're looking at those thermometers, it's talking surface temperature. It's not talking air temperature. So it can still snow, but if it's not sticking, then the thermometers are accurate. We're uh we're we're slowly heating up today. We're we're at negative four right now. <laughs> It'll be a brisk negative two by the time the sun starts going down. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> with a wind chill of negative nine hundred. Um, <laughs> dude, this shit, dude, like, bro, like, I just got out of the army like a couple of years ago, and it's like weather weather occurrences like this. Like, I am so glad I'm not training in this shit right now. Like, this is so not yeah. like I'm just glad I'm not outside. I like I like heat. I like hot and cold running water. You know, people want people want civilization to collapse, dude. Like they're fucking high. They're fucking high. Like, I like I like I like I like the power staying on when the weather gets like this because it yep. fucking sucks. It just sucks. But I'll tell you what doesn't suck. Fucking football right there. None of that pansy ass dick tugging. So what happened yesterday? Why you got to cut it off, John? Why, why did I didn't you? cut it off. That's how that's how long the second that's how long the buttons last. Yeah, you got to man. Um, we got to get that whole fucking thing back. I love that shit. So, so I mean, yesterday we had for day one of wild super wild card weekend mm -hmm. started it out with Browns versus the Texans. A little um, bit surprised. A little bit surprised. I knew, I knew the Texans would have a little bit of an advantage being at home. I did not know it was. They were going to have that big of a fucking advantage, dude. It 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 was a game. <laughs> it was a game all the way until there was a fucking pick six. It was that and, very first pick, and then after that, you know, it was, it over. was a solid. It was, over. it was a solid like ten minutes. Where the Texans offense didn't hit the field, but the Texans got two touchdowns. Yeah. Um hundred percent. And it was like and that was, the Texans and it was got over. a fucking interception. It was got over a touchdown. Over. It was over. Browns, you know, received the kick again. 
Texans get another fucking interception and a touchdown. And at that point, There's it seemed like do. the Browns just fucking gave up. That's, I mean, that's, and, and, um, and, and again, and against the Texans, against the Texans. Yeah. Like, and, I, I, don't know, they, I don't care if they're at home or, I don't care if they're at home or not. They were, the Browns were totally in that game until the fucking first pick six. And I don't know if it was the first pick six or like you said, the second one that happened, like not very, not very long after, but that like, you could just see the wind go completely out of their sails. Like they, yeah. it, it was like, and you, I told, I, I told my brother, my me and my brother were watching part of it together. I told him, I was like, dude, this game's over. Like it's fucking over. Mm-hmm. Like Browns aren't coming back from that. Like it's, it's, we're done. Like I was locked in on the fucking game. And then after they got that second one, then I just kind of started scrolling what? fucking Facebook on my phone. Yep. Just, you know, stop fully paying attention. I was like, they're up by, I think at that point that put them up by three fucking scores. Yeah. Cause they were already up by one before the first pick six. Then after the second one that put them up by three and, you know, mad props to Stroud and the fucking Texans, you know, we're looking Absolutely. at a team with credit, rookie credit, quarterback, credit rookie head coach, yep. fucking, credit you know, credit where credit's due. complete like, rebuild. Ever. Like they're 100%. in that rebuild era and 100%. they fucking rocked the hell out of the fucking Browns yesterday. Mad props yep. to them. Absolutely. And Absolutely. We already kind of. You know, we already touched on the Chiefs fucking Dolphins game. Not really much more to go on there because we talked no, about it earlier with the weather. Really the Dolphins just couldn't couldn't get in stride yesterday with the cold, no. and they I, they came in like way overconfident about how cold it actually was. Like I like there is a big anybody 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 and their mom can do thirty two degrees. Okay. Yeah. Anybody in their mom can, that you know that's freezing. Anybody in their mom can do thirty-two degrees. All right, there is a there is a extreme and exponential difference between thirty-two degrees freezing and fucking like negative four at kickoff with fucking a, a real feel of negative twenty-five. Yeah, the real, the, the real feel outside, even though, even though the temperature has technically gone up, the real feel outside right now is still negative in the negative twenties. Like it's bad. Oh yeah, and like. The, the Dolphins seem to come in with this, oh, they're going to be cold too. And it's like, I don't think you understand, bro. Like They, they train for that shit. They, they train in it. We train in yeah. it. That's like, that, that's, like, that's like telling Green Bay or fucking Buffalo or Pittsburgh, for that matter, that they were supposed to play yesterday too. Like, that's like telling any one of those cities, like, y'all don't, yeah. oh, you guys get cold too. It's like, no, 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 no. We don't just get cold. We fucking live in it. We fucking live in this mm-hmm. shit. Like fucking, this is part. This is part of our existence. So like, there's a big difference from like when you're fucking whining and dining on the beaches of fucking Miami, fucking like eight months a year. You know what I mean? There's a big difference when you're fucking whining and dining in the fucking heart of Green Bay or Pittsburgh or fucking Buffalo or fucking Kansas City when we get an Arctic fucking ice blast up our fucking asses. You know what I mean? That's a big fucking difference. Oh yeah. So now, now. We're going into today, and today we've got Green Bay versus Dallas in Dallas. Um, totally see Dallas all day on that one. Like totally, I see, see Dallas, Dallas on that one. I mean, I'm not, I'm not holding my fucking, you know, all my fucking cards in one basket though, because the last home game we had against the fucking Lions, 
we had some struggles with, you know, I, I, I will even as a Dallas fan say the Lions should have fucking took that win, but it is what it is. What happened happened. There's no reversing the fucking clock and going back. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the ref, the ref ball can really go away like real quick, real quick and real soon. Oh, it, yeah. can't be, it can't be soon enough. It can't be fucking. There was a play. There was a play last night. No shit. And oh, it, it yeah. happened. It happened during the chiefs game. And the Chiefs had to take a timeout and then then throw the flag. And New York, like there was there was no like commercial break. They immediately reversed the call, which tells me New York knew that the fucking people on the fucking field made the wrong call, and they were gonna let they were gonna let him go. That was gonna that, that would have been a Chiefs uh, fourth down for the Chiefs. They were yeah. gonna let it go. New York New York was gonna let that go if the Chiefs didn't challenge. Because as soon as they challenged, there wasn't even a fucking there wasn't even a review. It was it was like it, three seconds, and then it was like reverse on the fucking call. Why in the fuck? Why in the fuck wouldn't somebody in New York fucking get in somebody's fucking earpiece and tell them like, hey, fucking like, do a fucking huddle real quick and reverse that call? The dude fucking made it to a first down. The dude was fully extended across the line when his knee hit the ground. Yeah. Why in the why in the fuck NFL can New York? Not fucking like getting somebody's earpiece. You already knew mm-hmm. because as soon as and the Chiefs had to fucking the Chiefs had to take a timeout in the playoffs to challenge and they so they, we lost a timeout regardless. We lost a timeout yeah. over that play and it was like for what? Because fucking New York can't fucking tell them on the field that you're, you're fucking wrong on the field. Like that was that's the whole idea behind like the fucking being able to reverse the calls in the first place, right? So if New if New York already knew and New York was just waiting for the Chiefs, that's fucking that's that's inherently wrong in the yeah. system. You should not have to wait for a team to challenge. That should be fucking like just because the fucking refs called it on the field. If it was obviously fucking wrong and it was so obvious, you didn't have to do a review. Like, why did the Chiefs have to waste fucking uh, a timeout on it? That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's fucking bullshit. Like now, fuck. Yeah, now obviously we've got, you know, we've got Cowboys is who's who's the favor going into the fucking game tonight against Green Bay. Um I don't see the I really don't see Green Bay winning, but they, they it's again, oh, we're I at that point in the season wanna, where anything can fucking happen. Cowboys are your well, the Cowboys are your team, and I just I don't like speaking the worst out loud because they are your team. So Oh no, we choke under fucking pressure in a heartbeat. You can speak uh, the truth. Like I don't see it. I just don't. I don't. But just, just I don't, like yesterday's just I like yesterday's see, game against the Dolphins. I don't see it. I don't see that yeah, happening today. I don't, I don't see. see I don't see Green Bay as a team that can really come in and hand it to the fucking Cowboys to that extent in Dallas. Agree. Agree. Um, because and not, the, this, and not this year. They've had. They've had some yeah, really. Tra- they've year. had some really trashy games this year. Just trashy this games. Year, are like it's. It's not. It's not in the cards for Green Bay. You know, no. doubt, uh, Green Bay fans, you can play the fucking Jerry Jones is paying the refs off card all you want. You know, it is what it is. We've seen such shitty calls this season from the refs, even in non-Dallas games where Dallas isn't involved. Fucking Jones isn't paying the fucking refs off. The refs just don't know how to fucking do their job right now and New York isn't fucking enforcing it. Um, that's all there is to it. This year Case was bad. point that this, call this we were just year, talking about with fucking last night. It was bad. Um, it was bad. And then, it was, and then it, the next, it just made it so obvious. It just made it so obvious yeah. that 
New York, New York sees everything that's happening on the field, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're not telling the refs when they're fucking wrong. And that and that changes. Yeah. And this this season specifically, this it, it is it is literally altered outcomes of games, playoff seating, fucking like everything else. It is altered this entire season yep. because New because New York is not enforcing standards on the field. And that's now, horse horse fucking shit. Horse shit. Now, outside of outside of the Dallas game at 4:30 today, we've got the Rams versus the fucking Lions. Who's your pick I'm on that one? To, I'm looking forward to that one this evening. I am looking forward to that one. That one I am looking forward to. And I, by the way, like total fucking, I, I'm not even in the closet about it, dude. Like I'm a Lions fan right now, dude. Like I've always loved the Browns, always loved the Lions. Yeah. Because be, be, before the Mahomes era, I was a long suffering Chiefs fan. And just about, there was only a few teams below us as far as like suffering. But the Browns and the Lions have been there forever, suffering. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so I will always pretty much root for the Browns if they're not playing the Chiefs, and I'll always root for the Lions. And congratulations yeah. to the Detroit Lions for making it to the playoffs for the first time in like 30 fucking years as a, you know, like Jesus Christ, dude. Like, so I'm, I'm pulling for Lions in that game. Um, now, now then we get into tomorrow's schedule. We've got Steelers versus Bills and Eagles versus Bucks. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles-Bucks game. That could go either fucking way with how the fucking Eagles have been playing this last couple weeks. Um, In regular season, um, the Eagles have just not been the team that they were at the beginning of the fucking season. Uh, They they went down fucking hard. Um, I honestly could see it coming out fucking, and it would also surprise me at the same time, Bucks. I'm calling Bucks for the Eagles-Bucks game tomorrow night. Interesting. That would and that would shake a lot of shit up. That would shake a lot of shit up. Like if the Bucks fucking pull that out. Um, yep. And then for- if if we put it into perspective, so let's let's put it into perspective this way. Going into next week, the team that ends up playing the 49ers is the lowest ranked seed. So if the Bucks beat the Eagles, or the Eagles beat the Bucks, either way we go. Let's let's say we beat the fucking Packers. Lions beat the fucking Rams. We're waiting on the Eagles Bucks game to determine who's playing the Niners next week. Whether it's the Bucks or the Eagles, one of those teams will face the Niners next week if Dallas and the Lions win this week. Mm-hmm. Because that's the number four and the number five seed playing t- against each other tomorrow night. Yep. So if we have the number two and the number three win this week, then Dallas is facing Detroit next week while the Eagles or the Bucks face the Niners next week. Right. Um, so no, that's going to be, that's going to definitely be a game to watch, especially if Dallas and the Lions win this week. Now, if Dallas wins and the Rams win, it's going to be the Rams that go against the Niners next week. If, the Lions win and the Packers win, it's going to be Packers going against them, guaranteed. Um, however, you know, there's so many different scenarios that could play out, and I'm really hoping to see a fucking either the Bucks or the Eagles have to face the Niners next week. Um, and you know, the Niners game next week, whoever plays them is going to definitely be a hard call because. You know, the Niners being number one right now, 
you can't fucking just bank on them being number one in their record. Because, again, we're in playoff season. Anything can fucking happen. Right. Now, well, with Steelers I'm, I'm versus... A, I'm, in a position where, I'm, in, I'm in a position where, like, I have to root for the fucking Steelers to, uh, on Monday, tomorrow. I have to root for the Steelers. And, I, and that's yeah, like... Yeah, because the Steelers have to fucking win in order for y'all not to have to face the Ravens next week, right? It, well, it's... Or, we'll, or we'll be on the road. If the if the Steelers win, we'll be in the divisional in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Most likely. Most likely. Yeah. Well, and that's and, kind of like as long as as long as we win today, next week, even if it's us versus the Lions, we're be at home. we'll be, be at home again next week. It's not until that final one, unless it's the Niners that get knocked out. If the Niners get knocked out by either the Bucks or the fucking Eagles. Right. Then it's going to be a home game for the fucking NFC championship. Um, but you know, again, anything can fucking happen. There's that glimmer of hope I have that we're not going to have to face the Niners until championship game. There's another glimmer of hope that I have that we're not going to have to face the fucking Niners at all. Cause they get knocked out by whoever plays them next weekend. I'm telling you, dude, <laughs> I, st- I, st- I still have Baltimore and the Niners in the Super Bowl, but there are glimmers right now. And we talked about this last football season, glimmers. There's glimmers of fucking Kansas City, Dallas. There's glimmers. And boy, There's how, many, big glimmers. how many people would be pissed the fuck off if it was a Kansas City, Dallas Super Bowl? Like, you already got, you already got the entire fan base that hates the Cowboys, still from the 90s, being like America's team. And Kansas City is like Kansas City's turning into like the fucking new Patriots. And yeah. if, if Kansas City comes out of the if Kansas City comes in as a black horse and makes it to the Super Bowl for like two years in a row and like four of the last five or some shit, you know, it's like how fucking pissed off would people be? How absolutely oh, yeah. fucking pissed off. When you, would if it comes down to fucking Dallas versus KC at the Super Bowl, there's gonna be a lot of pissed off people. Oh, dude. Like it's like it's you, like the, the hate, the Dallas the versus KC at the Super Bowl. I'm going to be taking the fucking next day off from work because dude, there's the going to be a lot of drinking that night because Dallas is at the fucking Super Bowl, and oh, yeah. I'm going to be like so fucking nervous. I'm just going to be pounding fucking beers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's one of those like it's one of, it, it, it's a dark horse. It's a dark horse scenario, but it exists right now. If 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 the Ravens stumble, if the Ravens stumble, if the 49ers stumble. Cowboys and the Chiefs are the, like the number twos right now. I don't see, I don't see, Buffalo and Buffalo and Pittsburgh. I would keep my eye on that game because Pittsburgh, oh, Pittsburgh, yeah. Pittsburgh is not a Pittsburgh is not averse to road games. Pittsburgh is not averse to fucking shitty, shitty, shitty fucking weather. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's a dark horse scenario. But if Kansas City ends up playing up playing at home next week. There's a good chance we make the fucking championship, and even if even if Baltimore makes the championship, and we go into Baltimore. It could happen. It, it, it we're yeah. talking, it's it's the playoffs. We saw our fucking our quarterback just fucking like went fucking helmet down, and it was so cold here in Kansas City. His fucking helmet cracked last night, literally cracked, and like pieces a piece broke off. That's how cold it was, and our and that's our quarterback. And like even if we have to go on the road I, for the AFC championship, like if we if we suck. If if Pittsburgh, I guarantee you, 
if Pittsburgh pulls this shit off, I don't see how we lose at Arrowhead next weekend. If Pittsburgh yeah. pulls it off, I can see us losing at Buffalo. I can see us losing at Buffalo. I do okay. not. See, I do not see us losing at home against fucking Pittsburgh. And that's well. I, I can. Big, I will damn near guarantee game. you that it's next week, game. if 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 it's at Arrowhead again next week, they will make sure to already have a fucking pre-prepared backup helmet for fucking Mahomes. Oh, you're goddamn. That's that, for 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 all of, for all of you unawares that didn't watch the KC game last night. Mahomes Mahomes like busted part of his helmet off. And it wasn't because the helmet was faulty. It's lit like it's literally like that's how cold it was on the field. It like his helmet was frozen, so it was like busting a fucking ice chunk off of 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 his helmet, and basically like his helmet became a fucking piece of ice. And like they didn't have they didn't have a backup one ready for him like right away. And yeah, it was it was a little scene for a second, but also took the refs like multiple plays before they before they caught it. Hold on. Like, yeah, look at that fucking. Can you can you blow that picture up? <laughs> yeah, look at that. Like yeah. that's how that's how cold. Like it was. it was so fucking cold. His helmet broke like it was a fucking chunk of ice. Yeah, that's exactly like that's when I say it's fucking shitty here. Like I'm not exaggerating. And it was it, and it was every bit that bad last night on the field. It was every bit that fucking bad on the field last night. Even wor- even worse, even worse than it is right now. Like so, it, it's one of those things where, yeah, I, it, man, if, it, if it, I I find myself in a really odd position rooting for the Steelers, but here we go on Monday Night Football, right? We got we have we have two Monday instead of <laughs> instead of having instead of having one Monday game, we, we've got two now. So here oh, we yeah. fucking go. Here we fucking go. So, yep. all right. And I will be I will be watching that fucking game tomorrow. Luckily, I don't have work, so I will be tuning in right at fucking four thirty when that Buffalo Steelers game fucking kicks off. That's early, yeah, yeah. So it's three. I'll be three o'clock my time. So yeah, you're right. All right, are we? Uh, you got a. Uh, Where's John? There he is. There he is. No, no, yeah, that's it. No, we're we're cut, we're down to the very end of it now. I, uh, it, it was a really good show. It was very fun. Um, I'm very gassy. Huh? Yeah, I'm very gassy right now, so my ass kind of hurts. Huh? You know, uh, it's probably the coffee. It's probably the coffee, and I instantly yeah, it keeps you regular. It totally keeps you regular, homie. Yeah, yeah, but uh, guys, you know, come join us next week. Um, I'm gonna, I will find some more topics, but just one last thing: make sure you keep an eye on your paychecks. There was a 5.2 percent pay increase that was a, went into effect on January 1st on all your VHX. Oh fucking a! How about that? Yeah, so you got a five percent. You say five percent? Five point two percent. Oh shit! All right. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. This is yeah. this is where I feel like Forrest Gump. I'm like, yeah. Uh, and you can actually, I'll like leave when he invests in Apple. When he invests yeah. in Apple, and he's like, and, and Lieutenant Dan tells him he didn't have to worry about money no more, and he's like, well, one less thing, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'll, I'll I'll leave the I'll put the link in the description for you guys to check it out yourselves. But the wages are out. It is that time of the year, folks, for us veterans to get our money. Uh, next week, 
um, I think I'm just going to put it out there. We're going to talk about the, we're going to talk about, we've never gotten to talk about it, but our name is DD214. So next week, you know, amongst all the shenanigans and shit that we talk about, we're going to talk about what is a DD214 and why it's important to us. Absolutely. And, and, why you, and why you fucking need it, you know, and why you need it. It's technically like a damn ID. So we're just waiting for Squilina to get back. But yeah, you know, but we're here at the final thought. Um, holidays are over. Things are starting to get back together. Uh, families are, are, are back and all that stuff. But guys, you know, the process never changes. The message never changes. Uh, every single week, we promote mental health awareness. I was just watching a TV show where a former British politician was just talking about how he advocates how mental health is is so important, and there's not there's just not enough promotion or help for it out there. And it, it seems like, and it just it's not just an American thing. It is a European thing. It's a Middle Eastern thing. It's a it's an Asian thing. There's a mental health does not discriminate it doesn't pick or choose it just comes we've said this before uh but in saying that always know that you guys are not alone you can always call the national suicide hotline or you could text them at 988 or you could also dial 1-800-273-8255 that's 1-800-273-TALK they're there they're volunteering to hear your story today and they will not skip a beat uh they the statistics are going up every single day. Okay. Pay attention to it. Pay attention to your friends, answer your phones, reach out to somebody. Okay. A lot of people got some new, a lot of people made some new year's resolutions. Maybe some of them quit drinking. Maybe some of them quit smoking weed. Maybe them, maybe, maybe some of them are going abstinent, but remember when someone gives up something, they are moody as shit. Okay, so, you know, if they're giving up something and they're being nasty to you, please keep in mind that they are going through something, too. You know, a resolution is a good thing. It's a goal. But at the same time, it is painful. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you feel like you're in Jones and sometimes you feel like you just want more. Uh, Don't 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 do that shit to them. Just let them be. And when they feel that they are right, you know, but check on them. The most important thing is to check on them and make sure they're okay. You know, because coming off some of these things are super powerful. Um, you know, and that's that's all I have to say about that, guys. We'll see you next week. You guys got anything to close off? Uh, man, love you guys. Freaking hope everybody's freaking has a, has a wonderful week. We expect mm-hmm. y'all right back here in formation in about 168 hours. We'll be here. Yep. You'll be here. We'll have some good times. All right. Freaking hopefully next week it won't be fucking colder than some witches titties, but we'll see. We'll see. And there's the Easter egg. We love you guys. Have a good one, guys.